House Civis Broadcasting. Hello, today is the 6th of Erie. My name is Alufi Haskell de Civis. And I'm Silas de Civis. We're going to be talking about whether or not Drome should become a nation with one of its leading politicians. And we also have a musical guest specifically here from Drome. So we're going to get something a little special. Now, we don't have a lot of time to go into our normal news and things like that, but I do just want to take a second to say that everybody should go over to that subscribe and make sure that you keep yourself notified. Now, while you're spending some time with that subscribe, don't forget to ring the little bell on the table. He loves when you do that. We love when you do that. Happy subscribe. Happy us. Also, while you're there, take a look at the little pad that's on the table. It'll be a description pad, and it'll tell you all about our echoes. In particular, today's echo. It'll also have all of those wonderful ways you can reach out to us if you've got any Luffy's advice corner questions, um, echo or topic requests, or anything like that. While you're there, you can also find us on Twitter at Civis Echoers and, of course, Patreon. So, on the other side of this little bit of music, our special guest today, the Beastie Boys. And Zorchilik, the mayor of Greywall. Sit back and enjoy what I think is a very special broadcasting of A, a Chronicle, Chronicle of Echoes. Echoes. everybody uh so before we introduce our big guest we do have some of his aides uh we've got mikey d you said it was mca and a a rock auric uh it's 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 pronounced a rock uh you know uh, i'm i'm mikey d i'm the kind of the the leader of this group uh uh, we got my we got my uh, my partner uh, MCA here. He's a big ogre guy. Uh, he's not going to talk too much because it, it, it just takes way too long to answer. Uh, uh, go, go ahead, try and introduce yourself, MCA. Yeah, see what I said? Like it just takes way too long. So I, I'm just going to do a lot of the talking. Uh, I'm Mikey D. If I didn't mention that already, and. Uh, and I'm the leader of the Beastie Boys, all right? And we, we're kind of like a little musical group. And uh, the one responsible for all of our music is uh, A-Rock. A-Rock, say hello. Oh, right, right. Sorry, he's a little, he's a little, uh, he's a bit hardened because he's literally. I was going to say stoned. He looked pretty stoned at the moment. Yeah, he, he, he often gets quite, <laughs> quite stoned. <laughs> he, he. He's literally a statue, you guys. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, I, I've got questions about that. Uh, but uh, we, we do also have someone added to the booth on our end as well. Uh, if you would like to say hello, just hello. Hi, everyone. It's good to hear you all. I'm here. 
Yeah, so Kevin's here too because um, apparently whenever we have musical guests, he has to be involved. That was my entire idea and you guys are stealing it and they didn't want to come on to Tiny Taverns and you know what, that's not, how about if I start doing interviews down there? Would you guys like that? But if I was like, oh, by the way, any adventuring parties you want to come on and talk about your adventures, I'll take you instead of having them on here. So, um, be Beastie Boys. I feel like I feel like you should have chosen like a different band name. I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, it's it's like marketing. Like uh, people people kind of get a little you know turned off when they're like, oh, I'm I'm here to go see something really cool, some really fancy music, and then like a Nolan ogre and a goblin walk out, and and they think it's like the start of a joke. And when we tell them, hey, we're the Beastie Boys, they, they know they kind of know what they're getting into. And, and it kind of lets people know, like, what we're about, you know? Okay, like, I guess that makes sense. Like, you're playing into the preconceived notions of society and the derogatory terms that uh, the people from Drome get in order to um, make people understand what your music's about. Well, I, I can't wait to hear that reflected in the music. I'm very excited to see what you do. But but tell us a little more about yourself, Mikey D. You are a gnoll. Yeah, that that is correct. Uh, I am a gnoll uh, from Drome, but I've always had like this this passion inside of me for like music and and like all that, like you know, like the thing that that you hear like elves say, like all the time about like oh i was born with this passion but like i was too but like not in the same way and then uh mca here i'll just kind of kind of talk for for him a little bit because uh if not we'd be here you know probably till next uh next week uh mca is is an ogre as many uh many members of our fine nation of drome are but you know ogres are very big people and because they're big it their bodies move a lot slower and their minds uh reflect the way their bodies move we, we don't talk we don't say that they're dumb because they get really really offended uh so anyway we came up with the name mca because it actually stands for uh monster coming at you and uh you know it, we figured it would be a shorthand for that instead of him so did i did i mishear you because i thought you said his name was mca not m-c-a-y okay why would we call him okay well because you said you said that it stands for monster coming at you no no it's monster coming at you at you. At you. At you. No, no, no. It's it, you got. You got to kind of blend those together. It's at you. That's not a real word. It's at you. At you. At you. I like it. I'm gonna use it. So, like, what all kinds of stuff do you guys do for Zorcha? Like, so, like, uh, like Zorchi, he's has a whole bunch of special needs that always need taken care of, and he's a busy busy guy so we kind of just take care of like the things that he needs that he doesn't necessarily want to get like his uh metaphorical hands dirty with you know like doing things like uh mail and deliveries getting him uh brains and doing his laundry making sure that he's not being bothered by any people whatever zorchi needs we take care of but what about the stone guy? Oh, that, that's actually a valid question. Uh, what what about the stone guy? Oh, you mean uh, A-Rock? Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. I... Well, it's it's kind of easy to remember. He's literally A-Rock. Uh, it's 
it's not too hard, although he obviously is. <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, uh, I know he can't hear me, but sometimes, you know, he's okay with me kind of poking fun at him. I mean, it's not like he can do anything about it, right, buddy? I wouldn't poke him too hard, please. <laughs> so, uh, so A-Rock, he's just kind of there, you know, he's, you know, every group needs a solid foundation, you know? Uh, someone to kind of be that rock that you rely on. <laughs> These guys are really funny. <laughs> I I was going to say that that's the limit on the amount of rock puns I think I can deal with today. I think that you're just taking it for granted. <laughs> oh my goodness. I should probably explain a little bit about why we have a rock uh, as a member here. A rock was kind of a kind of a had a certain type of people that he liked to uh, see. That was uh, Medusa's. And, well, he uh, gazed a little too deeply in their eyes one night on a romantic uh, getaway. And, uh, well, some people would say that he was pretty bold to do that, but I think that he could have been a little bolder. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, uh, oh okay. Uh, what, what type of music are you guys going to... Because I didn't see any instruments, and that's... Are you guys singers? Uh, so we, we kind of have, like, this, this style that we like to do that's a little bit different than, like, singing or playing instruments. Uh, we we kind of we kind of do, like, this... Uh, lyrical rapping kind of thing where we kind of have like a nice like music going on in the background that just kind of like loops around and around and around so it's very easy for a rock to perform and so then we just kind of lay out all of our words and everything over top of that oh, wow that that's exciting oh i can't wait to hear it i love hearing new types of music it's gonna be great so it's gonna be something so what's the song that you're going to sing for us? We were hanging out one day. We're waiting for Zorchi to kind of tell us what to do. And Zorchi comes out and he just goes like, Hey, my man, Mikey T. Because uh, he might not talk like that when he comes on in a second. But we just had that like special like connection that, you know, not many people do with him. And, and he's like, Hey, Mikey T. Uh, I got something for you to do. I said, Hey, Zorchi, what's up, my man? What can I do for you? My favorite illithid. And he goes like, Well, all right. So, uh. So so he goes like all right so I've been I've been hearing some uh, some some rumors from around uh, around the other nations and they they look at our name you know we're trying to be this cool new nation and everything and and they keep saying our name wrong and I was like oh man they're tripping I said I said what what should we do we should we should do something he said well it comes down to the way they say the name and I said. What's so confusing about it? It's Drome. And Zorchi was like, that's what I said. But some of these other people like to call it Drome. Like it's like two different words. And I was like, what? That's crazy. We should teach them how to say it the right way. Because like, I guess it makes sense. I mean, I guess I can understand. I'm a very open-minded guy. I I get it. You know, they're used to having all these complicated words and they're not used to having people who are a little bit on the um, the, the the MCA side of things like they, they're used to having ease and quick conversations. But I mean, have you ever tried to have a long conversation with a with a with a with an ogre? Uh, it, like imagine what that that would be like if we called ourselves Jerome and be like, oh, hello, sir. 
what is your name? Uh, I've never met an ogre before. And then the, then MCA would be like, what MCA, what would that be like? Um, uh, what does that stand for? Monster coming at you. That's kind of a really unique name. Well, uh, where do you hail from? You know, I, I think we, 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 we get, yeah, no, yeah, no, I, yeah, you see what I mean? It it would like take it, it would be like tomorrow by the time you asked him what his favorite color was, which is what color, by the way? Periwinkle. That's a good color. I, you know, you got some good taste there, buddy. You know, uh, I think that Periwinkle's lovely. Let's uh, go ahead and have you guys uh, perform the song now. Actually, uh, Kevin, if you want to go ahead and uh, tell, I assume that. All right. Go ahead and do it, guys. That's it, really. Uh, All right. Well, here goes a performance from the Beastie Boys of their Droam rap. It's called This Is Drome. Jeez, that's exactly why we made this song. You know what? You just explained it to me, and I'm I'm so sorry. This is Drome. This one goes out to all the monsters out there, and my sisters, daughters of Sorkel. Here we go. Flip side of Ariane, shadow be praised. Medusa sight lifted, harpy voices raised. Looking for scraps, bring your company. Winning my fights with the mockery. Slithering up beside the Queen of Stone, the Bayesh Mountains we call our own. In Calabus, you might get sauce, but if you're lucky, you might find lost. Pay attention to my mad refrain. Kaloon blood spreads on venomous domain. No silver flame here in my hood. My howling boys of the watching wood. Gather round, goblin and hag. Bend the knee to the old great crag. A decade strong, no turning back. Lean on my homie to the Zarian rack. Yo, this is Drone. The only place we call our home. Yo, this is Drone. In the land where monsters roam. Yo. This is Drone. No posers, no changelings, no clones. Yo, this is Drone. Not Droan, we are Drone. Bias, we harvest. Strength, we lend. Don't make mistakes of thinking we're friends. Need your poison? Jabral, you call. call. Set up shop in downtown Greywall. Yo, Greywall proper is illithid sick. Designed by the OG Zorchalik. Teeth flow here like dragon shards Unless you cross the flayer guard I got queens in my corner while you got hacks Chillin' Sharak call with my boy Kethel Rax No matter your flight, better change your tone Or you'll be the dinner guest of the Prince of Bones Coming out of harbor like a storm-tossed wreck Pulling up your ship to our sweet brow crack Stow that host or like a stone you fall When you diss on my people of Kazakh draw Yo, this is Drone The only place we call our home Yo this is Drone, in the land where the monsters roam. Yo, this is Drone, no posers, no changes, no clones. Yo, this is Drone, not Droam, we are Drone. In 
nose is scattered and your warlock weak. I drop rhymes faster than the heartbeat beak. Only sounds I hear are your face to oak a fist. Best recognized drone while you're spitting grits. Terraza, Minya, and Katya 3. Queen Daughters, Sora, Trinity. Respect the monsters or flee on home. Cause this ain't Galifar, this, this is Drone. Yo, yo, this is Drone. The only place we call our home. Yo, this is Drone. In the land where monsters roam, yo, this is drone. No posers, no changelings, no clones, yo, this is drone. Not drone, we are drone. Yo, this is drone. The only place we call our home, yo, this is drone. In the land where the monsters roam, yo, this is drone. No posers, no changelings, no clones, yo, this is drone. Not Droam, we are Droam. All right. And that was, once again, the Beastie Boys. Oh, what, what an interesting uh, form of music. I was not expecting that. Yeah, no, that's, it's really, it's because it's like a pop, 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 but they're not really like saying anything. Yeah, I, I was, uh, it was very, very unique. I'm going to do more of that. Kevin, we do not need you for this section, please. Yeah, uh, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, if you would see yourself out. You're going to make our guest hungry because uh, you're just easy pickets. Speaking of our guests sitting in the booth with us, we do have two people. We have the Honorable Mayor of Greywall, Zorchilik, as well as Mac Porter. Uh, the two of you, would you, would you uh, introduce yourselves? So, so Mac, uh, would you would you tell us just just briefly why you are here with Lord Zorchilik right now? Oh well, he just uh, found me there in, uh, on the street. I was uh, having some shore leave, and he uh, asked me to come along. I uh, seems like a decent bloke. Are you a fan of the of the Equers? Uh, I don't honestly get a chance to listen to it very often. Well, uh, well, we'll have to change that and make sure make sure that you get some time to listen to it because it's worthwhile. It definitely is. Now, Mac is here today. Uh, he's going to act as the voice of Zorchilic, uh because Zorchilic, uh unfortunately has a little bit of trouble speaking common. Mister Zorchilic, uh, would you like to say hello? <laughs> Um, which part of that was it? I'm uncertain, but uh, let's, uh, so, uh, Mr. Porter, uh, how exactly does this work? Well, I don't write now, honestly. <laughs> Every time he talks to me, it's in my head. So, uh. Oh, so the, the, you'll be acting as a translator. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Oh, he says he's ready. Yeah, uh, uh sure, let's, uh, let's, let's get to it. Thank you for having me today. I deeply appreciate you giving me this time. Oh well, he he is acting as a trans. I was not expecting that. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a cool one. Well, it it is a pleasure having you, uh, Mister Sorchilik. It's not often we get someone here from Drome, and then on top of that, uh, a mayor. It, it, it's exciting. I'd have to say. 
we are delighted to have you. I know that you've come a long way to talk to the whole city. There is, as you know, a lot riding on this going smoothly. So I will be blunt. What is it that you want? Silas, what we want is, uh, I think, what everybody wants. And what you and your listeners have, civilization. Yes, but what kind of civilization are you speaking of? The niceties, Sai. <laughs> the fine points, of course, uh, is what I'm talking about. Diplomacy, compassion, standards, manners, tradition. That's what we're reaching toward. Oh, we may stumble along the way, but civilization, yes. The Code of Galifar, the Echoers, the Tiny Taverns. Everything your society has worked so hard to accomplish over the centuries, that's what we aspire to. We want to be civilized. And do you think being recognized as a nation by the Treaty of Thronehold will bring all of that to Drone? <laughs> of course we do. It's what you hoped to do as well when you signed the Treaty of Thronehold. You put aside grievances and worked for peace. We strive to have that as well. We are already here in Sharn, contributing to make your great city even better. Why can't we have that for ourselves? Well, I, I don't think asking for that is too much, in, in my opinion, but for many, we hear about the attacks in the mountains, the violence, the savagery. Let's not use that word. It paints a very negative picture. There have been countless skirmishes and escalations on both sides. We are in a fight for recognition, for our lives, for a future without persecution. Why is it that you venerate a figure like Khan the Conqueror while arguing that we are being too violent? It feels, for lack of a better word, entirely hypocritical. Where is that olive branch now that we need it? I wouldn't say that we haven't extended an olive branch. Your claims are being heard, and there are people who support them, myself included. I think that people are just worried about what the daughters of Sorakel have planned. Why wait this long to take hold, and how long can that hold be expected to last? I believe that is fair. It is a question we all ask. How long can any of this last? The dream of a united Galifar lasted less than 900 years. How long has humanity spoken whispers of the sisters? Generations? They have indeed, uh, out of fear. Mm -hmm. The stories told about them aren't pleasant ones. It's hard not to think of them without fear. And I think that for a lot of people, just welcoming them with open arms is unsettling. Uh, the stories are unsettling. The sisters have been made into these nightmarish figures by your tales, perhaps unfairly so. But if they relay even a small amount of the truth, then we have several ways to look at this. Option one. Perhaps it's all lies painted by the fearful masses in order to explain all that goes bump in the night. 
If that is the case, then it is all incorrect, and we can move on. Thus, we should be given a chance to prove ourselves. I think that is a fine notion, but you can't believe I would be safe walking the streets of Greywall at night. I would wager no more than you could walk the streets of Sean safely at night, but therein lies the rub. Could I safely walk out of this station and take a stroll to your city hall? How long before I encounter an armed militia? Why, in this very room you have two Deneath mercenaries that I imagine weren't present when you interviewed your dating contestants. I mean, they are here more frequently, but point taken. I can't say we aren't wary about this interview, because we have heard about... More conjecture and hearsay. But let us return to that discussion. Option two. All of the stories you have heard about the sisters are in fact correct. I think we would both agree that that leads us to a path with little way forward. So then we move to option three. Some of the stories are correct. That is what I think most people believe. But then if it is correct, and they are even a fraction of these creatures you fear, why do this? Well, perhaps they want us caught off guard and to infiltrate our nations. Infiltrate? <laughs> As I have said, we are already here and living amongst you. We just want the chance for more. But isn't it more likely all of it is to be denied and have a reason to escalate tensions between Drome and Breland? A fledgling community with no other option than to push things too far. So, should we just hope that this is all for the best outcome for everyone? That is a tricky question, isn't it? But after a hundred years of atrocities committed, all other nations got a seat. Karnath spent the war embracing the dead and get a pass. That whole pesky little purge got out of hand, but Thrain is given a chance. That is all the sisters are trying for. So we just take their word? What other choice is there? But let me frame this entire thing in a way that I think will help you see things the way I do. Are you familiar with Sathric the Unfazed? Ooh, ooh, um, he was a hero a really long time ago. Um, he did, like, the three, Sathric's three exploits, uh, which was herding man-eating tribecks. He wove a net from hag hair to catch blackwater crocodile. And then he stole the platinum pear from Balinor's sorrow. Quite right, Luffy. Before he did all those exploits, he had a very humble origin. He was a farmer's son. His parents were killed by a band of monsters at Soarkatra's behest. He swore vengeance and spoke with many in the marches about how to defeat Soarkatra. During his travels, he rescued an apothecary from a band of trolls. 
the apothecary's father had been a friend of Soracatra's as a child. He was told of Soracatra's true origins. She was once a beautiful bard, but she became corrupted when she caught the eye of Sorakel. There was, however, a piece of her innocence out there, in the form of a simple porcelain mask she had used to perform. Ooh, uh, the mask of Rue Kaba'a. Correct again, Nalufi. In order to collect the mask, our righteous hero was given an elixir to make him invulnerable. Through years of searching, our hero killed countless monsters and collected all manner of magical items to aid him. He had also built up the knowledge he sought and thus recovered the mask from its hollowed resting place. He donned the mask and tracked down Sorakatra. Do you know the ending, Alufi? Yeah, he uh, got to her citadel and fought his way in. And when finally he stood before her, uh, he was killed on the spot. Almost. Sorakatra greeted him warmly and then revealed the truth to him. She had been pushing him all along. She killed his parents, yes. But she was the apothecary who set him out on his journey. She had been masquerading as all of his friends and people he loved along the way. And it was her magic that had been keeping him safe, all to have him collect the mask for her. The realization that all of his life was nothing more than a fool's errand broke the boy. His mind shattered and he died on the spot. So if we have to pick one story to be correct, if it is this one, I think it says quite a lot about Sora Katra. So the lesson is that we should be aware of her and her gifts? No, you miss the point. She is known for her subterfuge and deception. Most of her stories end with someone being tricked into secretly doing her bidding. Yet here she is sitting openly down at the table, not as some new ruler, but as the monster you fear. If she is willing to be that open and honest, and to ask rather than take... I would be worried that she knows something bigger is coming. Something the entire continent might need to move past its differences to overcome. That, that is uh, a, a possibility I hadn't thought of. Uh, perhaps we should take a look at this a little more open-mindedly. Again, we're here and we do support Drome becoming a nation, but there are others who are a little more skeptical. Uh, I, I want to thank you for coming in, Zorchel. Like, it, it has been a delightful interview. I, I wasn't expecting it to be uh, so cordial, to, to be quite honest. I had a lot of uh, misconceptions and expectations. Uh, Luffy, do you have any questions for Zorchel before we end? So, I'm sorry if this is too personal of a question, but where do you get the brains that you eat? <laughs> Like, are they free-range? Uh, do you eat troll brains? If you eat a troll brain, do they die? Or is it like everything else where it grows back? It is not. 
I would imagine not. I think you need the brain to have it grow so for back. everything yeah. else. Yeah. Because if not, then you could just chop up one troll into ten, and that becomes a complicated mess. Oh, that's true. In my case, for the sake of pragmatism, I tend to only eat those who are terminally ill and likely to die anyway. That way, it's humane. They would have died anyway. And in this case, it's very quick and painless. And so, like, I've got one last question. And again, it might be a little too personal. Um, so you are considerably old for an illithid. Um, I had read that you actually grow little mustaches. Do you shave them or... I, I I am so sorry. She she seems to be on this notion that somehow lithids get little mustaches at the bottoms of their tentacles. I, I don't know why she keeps insisting that is true. Would you be willing to grow a mustache out of your tentacles and like would you like do little twisties? Like like little little like like little little twisty mustaches? Or are they all like those like Fu Manchu kind that come down? Uh, well, um, that's, I don't know where that rumor came from, but, um, we might grow the occasional stray hair here and there, but it's, by no means do we grow full mustaches. Uh, again, I, I told you, they are a hairless people. I'm just saying it was it was a very it was a very knowledgeable source. Might I ask your source? We can talk about that later. <laughs> oh, and we will. <laughs> I, I, I'm certain of that. Uh, Meeps is giving us the uh, uh, the end signal here. Anything you would like to say to the public of Sharn, please. Now is your moment. Well, at f first, I would like to thank you and show my appreciation for bringing me on. I would also like to show my appreciation for you broadcasting the music of the Beastie Boys and uh, accepting them into your culture. And I would like to extend a uh, another group I think you might enjoy. It's an old gargoyle band uh, known as the Rolling Stones. Well, that... Sounds interesting. We'll have to look into that as well. Uh, we're always looking for more music for Tiny Taverns. Well, I do hope that their petition goes through, and I look forward to hearing back from the Corvarin delegation as to what happens next. It's it's an exciting time. And I'd like everybody listening to really think about the things that we've talked about today, because I think at moments like this where everything changes, where we're being accepting or possibly not, those people who are deep in Malliansgate and all of what many people call monsters, the people of Drome, what they're doing right now is what I ask you to do each and every week. They're listening out for Echoes of Hope. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>